Welcome to the Happy Business Show featuring Therese Skelly of HappyInBusiness.com. Listen in as we pull back the curtain and share real-world stories of successful business owners just like you. You'll love the truth, honesty, and inspiration revealed in each episode. And now, Therese Skelly. Hello, hello. This is Therese Skelly in the Happy Business Podcast. I'm really excited that you're here. You know, this is the place where in addition to learning some really cool business tips and tools, you also learn the real deal. You hear backstories of really successful entrepreneurs and what they had to go through, the shifts they made, the mindset changes, the the course changes, all that kind of stuff. So this is the place where we pull back the curtain and show you what it really takes to run a business that makes you happy. And today I'm very excited. I'm getting to interview Jordan Jaffe. I'm Jordana Jaffe. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to mess up your name there. Jordana Jaffe, who's going to teach us how to use Facebook groups to grow your community and get clients. So um, Jordana is kind of new to me. I have been following her a bit, and I'm in her Facebook group, and it's really like, whew, it's a hot, hot, hot Facebook group. So when I had the chance to be able to interview Jordana, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, we need to hear from Jordana. So um, really quickly, a quick bio. Jordana teaches women entrepreneurs who are introverts or homebodies how to create their own super energized Facebook group and successfully participate in other groups so they can grow their online community plus get clients while staying home in their cozy PJs. Oh my God. I'm a little extrovert, but I'm, I'm kind of my PJs now. So <laughs> welcome, welcome. I'm glad you're here, Jordana. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. Well, I, I really like that introverts or homebodies, you know, because I think there's such a hard time for introverts and or or extroverted introverts who like their their pajamas um, because it's the marketing is like go go outside go do calls and so um, I, I love that you have a new way and a different way and a really successful way too. So super happy that you're here. All right. Hey, the first question. Nice to be here. You know what? I love I love the backstory. I love people because um, here's what I know. Folks can look at somebody that's really successful. I mean, your Facebook group has what thousands? How many how many thousands do you have in your Facebook group right now? Um, I think we have almost eighty two hundred. That's that's lots of thousands. I mean, that's a really successful group, and it's really engaged. Um, you've got a great online presence. You're doing really well. And somebody could look at you and just go, oh, my God, well, she must have a silver spoon. There's something special about her, right? And so I would love two parts of your story. I would love to, like, tell me where you are today, what you do, what you love to do, and was there a time in your business that maybe it was harder or you or you were on one path and maybe you had to shift gears? Because that's the part of the story that for my listeners really helps them say, oh, if she can do it, I can do it too, right? So let's just start there. Well, I mean, yes. If, if I can do it, you can do it too. Um, simply because, so, you know, it's funny. I don't really know how many people know of my story. Um, I've been an entrepreneur for nine years. So um, so I didn't just, like, come out of, you know, the, the woodwork yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my like fourth business. Mm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, just because I like sharing that because, you know, I, so I started out when I was 24 and 33 now. I um, started out as a professional organizer for three years and I did a lot of business coaching. I kind of took a blip into life coaching for a little. I had many different iterations of business coaching. Mm-hmm. I offered lots of different things. I worked with lots of different business coaches. Um, so, so it's been a journey. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's been 
a serious journey. Uh, and it hasn't, it, mo- most of the journey actually hasn't been really, uh, the easiest of journeys. Uh, I would basically say like the only reason why I'm where I am now is because I refuse to give up. Um, mm. that's, that's kind of it because, because I totally could have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there were plenty of opportunities that, that, that kind of were like, oh, now might be a good time to throw in the towel. Um, yeah. And, and there were times that I thought about it just because, you know, I needed to pay the bills. I was getting frustrated. I felt like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing and I wasn't getting the results or I was doing what I was supposed to do, be doing. I was getting results, but I wasn't liking what I was doing. So, like, what's mm-hmm. the point then, you know? Right, um, right. So, so I would think that, like, you know, everyone everyone has their own journey. That's what I've kind of learned. Everyone comes from a different place. Everyone has a different story. My journey wasn't so seamless, uh, and I don't know about everyone else's, but it definitely wasn't. It was. It, it had more struggle than less, for sure. Yeah. So, and I've only been focusing on Facebook groups. You know, we only started our Facebook group back in October 2014, and this was wow. kind of a bit before... I think Facebook group became right. so trendy. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it became trendy in, in 2015. But basically, uh, then I started teaching stuff about them, I don't know, like early 2015. And then by summer 2015, I started uh, selling and offering paid courses. Mm-hmm. So, so it's been a bit of a journey with that as well. Uh, but I just like to, to share the, the background of it all because I have been – yeah, self-employed for nine years now. <laughs> <laughs> that overnight like, sensation that took you nine years, right? So, well, you know, let's talk about that because I, you know, that's kind of what is the norm, and I think there's a lot of on the online space anywhere. There's the myth of like, oh, just get a product and you'll be a gazillionaire, right? Um, but how did you? If there were times, Jordana, where it was like, God dang it, I just, uh, what was the thing? that said in you, I can't quit, like, even though I'm not getting the results or even though I don't like what I'm getting, how, how did you keep going? Because, you know, when I look at the work I do, it's like if you can keep, help somebody to be in that unstoppable space, even if things are, like, really shitty and they're not working, that's the success, right, right there. Just keep doing it. So so what happened in you that you are able to say, it's not an option to quit, I'm going to keep going? Um, I think a few things, um, and I think some of it was my own personal resilience, and I think some of it was circumstance. Okay. So for better or for worse, I was employed for only one year of my life, right? So <laughs> I graduated, I went abroad for the year, I was employed as an admin assistant, mm-hmm. and then I started freelance writing, thinking I was going to be a writer, and then I started my own business. Well, so I think that perhaps if, you know, I know people that leave the entrepreneur sphere because they left corporate right. making, I don't know, 90 grand, like 150, like something like substantial. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're really struggling with entrepreneurship and they're like, I'd rather just go back to corporate. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how long I would have stayed back in corporate if I went back, but I didn't have that to fall back on. Right. right. Like, <laughs> there, yep. there were yeah. times, there were times that I, um, I think at least once I went to like a staffing agency to like mm-hmm. see if and like maybe this is like five years ago I went to a staffing agency to see if, like if I was like kind of employable for lack of you know a better word <laughs> and uh, and I really wasn't you know even though like I had a lot of skill sets like the fact that on my resume it didn't say anything like you know marketing associate from Verizon right. Wireless right right I, I was basically 
I, I like what I had accomplished as an entrepreneur really didn't hold any weight. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So really, like life didn't really allow me to. So I think there was part of like the universe was kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm not going to like make it easy for you to go back. But I think also like there was a part of me, uh, there was a part of me that just genuinely believed, like, I, like I can do this. Like, I, I can, like, not like I can crack the code. Like, I felt like there was a code to crack. Mm-hmm. Like, I can, I can kind of get there, wherever there was. Yeah. You know, I can, I can, you know, and, and, and I really liked having my own business. It, like, really rubbed me up. And, and I, there were a lot of the parts of it. I loved the lifestyle. I loved the freedom that it gave me of decisions. And there was so much awesomeness to it mm-hmm. that I really didn't want to give it up. Right. Um, and I knew that there there wasn't anything. I knew I wasn't going to be going to the corporate world out of excitement, you know, and that I right. was such a mess for me to get employed. I'd, like, go to work depressed. They'd probably fire me in a hot minute. <laughs> or I was really upset, you know. So I I just knew that it wasn't yeah. a So there was no choice, basically. It was like there was no plan B. There was no, like, oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Better for work, right? At points, I really wish there was a plan B. I, oh, I hear you. But you know, then you would have to get out of your house and not be in your, work in your pajamas. So uh, if that's the draw, I, like can't do it, right? So I love that. I love the. You know what? It really is, and I, I just want people to hear. Even the really successful people struggle at times. There are times when you're like, ah, oh, maybe I should get a job. It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. I, I don't want people to have shame around if they if they're stalled or if they're in doubts or anything. So, if you have any like inspirational tips, you know, if somebody is in that space of like, God, it's kind of hard. What would you say to them? I would say, you know, really tap into why you're doing this in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like that's really what you want to do. Like, tap in. Like, why, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. So I think that, uh, I mean, it sounds a little oversimplified maybe, but I think that's really kind of the juice of it all, right? Like, why, why do you start? Um, yeah. And I think that when you really tap in in a real way, you start uncovering, like, ah, yes. That's why I started. <laughs> Sometimes you get really disconnected from why we started. And if we can tap in, then it can provide like another, you know, kind of boost of energy for us. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. Good good nugget. Alrighty. So I I know people are, you know, again, Facebook groups are really hot these days and uh, folks are getting business and growing their reputations and community and just magically cool things happening. So talk about how you use Facebook groups to that ha- that like and how it helped you grow this business that you love. Well, I, you know, so when I first started the Facebook group, as I said, like it wasn't trendy. Um it was kind of just a passion project of sorts because mm. it wasn't positioned then as a business strategy. So I didn't really address it as one. I was just like, oh, I really want to create a community. I think it'd be really fun. And what happened was that I became really obsessed with it because <laughs> I genuinely like creating communities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think when you're obsessed with anything, you put a lot of energy towards it. I think people saw it. So, I mean, that's kind of how it started. In terms of how I use it now, um, I think that and I think a lot of people may know this, So people buy because of what they call the KLT factor, the no like trust factor. So mm-hmm. Someone needs to know who you are, someone needs to like you, someone needs to trust you. And I think that Facebook groups really provide a really great space 
to uh, have visibility, credibility, and relatability. So I think that's kind of one of the building blocks of inspiring people to, to you know, buy whatever you're selling, mm-hmm. assuming that it, it would work for them. And I think, you know, also Facebook groups are great because you can market research as a built-in focus. Mm-hmm. You can ask people, mm-hmm. like, oh, would you like this? Would you like yeah. that? Oh, you wouldn't like this. What would you, what would you prefer? So I think that's really great. And I think another thing that's really great in terms of helping people um, inspire them to, to buy what you're offering, assuming that it, that it feels good for them, is by being generous, right? So, you know, everyone loves going into the ice cream store and getting a taste of the ice cream, whatever the ice cream might be, you know, and they're more likely not only to buy the ice cream if they first get a taste, but to also just think favorably of the <laughs> place. Like, oh, that's so nice, or whatever, like any place is a sample. So I think that that's another thing. Facebook groups give you the opportunity to be really generous with what you are offering uh, mm-hmm. and for people to have a risk-free case test and and see, like, oh, what's this person about? What are they really offering? How do they teach? What's their vibe? What I really like mm-hmm. to work with them. Uh, and then saying yes to a paid offer feels more organic. It feels mm-hmm. more right. comfortable. Yeah. Well, so let's dive in. You know, you use the word introverts, right? And when I when I work with introverts, the thing that I hear so often from introverts is, "Oh, I don't want to put myself out there. Like, like I I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that." And so, if you are an introvert and you're going to be, because as you're the leader of the community, right? It's your vibe, your culture. How do you address that? Because I think that can be a, a, a hurdle for a lot of people. Like, what do I say? How much do I put out there? I don't. I don't want to tell people about my kids. You know, I mean, there, there's a lot of um, holding back. So, how do you speak into that? Yeah, and I, I get that. And um, I'm going to say that I don't think that Facebook groups are for every introvert and every homebody, right? So, I think that if you genuinely feel like this is not for me, then maybe it isn't. I think that's just really important to to put out there first. I don't want anyone to think like, oh, because I'm an introvert or a homebody, I right. feel like Facebook groups. Yeah. You might not, you know, and it might not be. Right. Maybe you really like webinars, which I really don't like right now, uh-huh. you know. So uh, I don't think that one thing means the other. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing to think about is what is your resistance around sharing? You know, is it is it fear? Is it like you want to, but you're scared of something, or you just really just don't want to? <laughs> so I think if you really just don't want to, because it's just not your personality, it doesn't feel right, then that's great. I think you should honor that. Uh, but if you want to, but you're scared about something, and there could be a lot of things that you're scared of, which all of which I'm sure are valid, then I would invite you to explore that, right? What are you scared of, and how can you help yourself move forward and through that because, you know, one of my first business coaches said that being an entrepreneur is one of the best paths to, to really getting to know yourself super well. <laughs> Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so I would really explore that. You know, what are you, what are you nervous about and how can you help yourself move past that? Because my guess is if it's showing up in Facebook groups, it's probably showing up in other aspects mm-hmm. of your life as well. So if you can move past it in a Facebook group, then perhaps it can lend itself helping you move past it in, I don't know, some other aspects of your life. That's, yay, well said, very well said. And, you know, I think there is um, a sense of do people really care, right? Because I know one of the things I really love about your work is that you share your story. You share, like, oh, this is the story of my mom. Here's our wedding photos. Uh, here's why I changed my pricing. You're very transparent about where you're at. 
And I think a lot of people are like, do people really care? Like, really? Do they, do they want to know that about me? And so what would you say about that? Like the personal stuff. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I think that's what people want to know the most because that's what people are the most hesitant to share, right? Like, mm-hmm. like 600 people like my mom post, you know? Like, yeah. Okay, so well, apparently they do care about it. I think yeah. that um, even though ties are changing a bit, I think we're still really focused on proving our expertise, mm-hmm. right? Like, what's our expertise? Like, you know, let me let me show you how smart I am, which, which, which is great, which is important, right? Because if you don't know what you're talking about, no one's going to buy from you, right? right? But that said... People are a lot quicker at showing their expertise than showing their humanity. And I think that mm. it's when people show their humanity, when people show their backstory, that people can start relating to you. Because no one's like, oh, I'm going to buy from her because she's an expert on Facebook groups and I'm an expert on Facebook groups. Like, we don't relate through expertise. We relate through humanity. We relate through messiness. We relate through stories. We relate through personal anecdotes. So... Okay, that that gets like, hold on, hold on. That is like, ding, 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 golden nugget moment. They buy from you because you, they, you're you're sharing your humanity. That, like, whoa! <laughs> like, that's, that's the moment that we just pause. And I, I want, literally, listeners, think about that. How much are you showing your humanity? And most of us were raised that, shh, don't tell that, or who cares, or maybe there's some shame. Like you talked about, Jordana, we're so busy trying to prove ourselves and like, no, really, I, I know this, I know this, I know this. And if you didn't have to prove yourself, because let's just say you're already good enough, and you just connected from your heart and shared what was real for you, what would be different? So, Jordana, did you, like, jump out of it, like, woohoo, I'm fully self-expressed, let me share with all the stuff, or, or has it been a journey with that piece of it, too? No, I think it's been a journey. I mean, I think I've always been somewhat of an open book. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but I mean, it's interesting. I'm still, ironically, like, I'm still a very private person. Um, I think that, you know, Jenna, my wife, is, is the other co-founder of our group, and Jenna is actually um, a lot more quick at sharing things than I am. Um, sometimes I feel like she's, like, ready to, like, live stream our lives. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Honey, we're not a reality show yet. Hold on, hold on. Yes. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Um, but so, so I'm not a wildly open book. You know, some people are really open books. Not mm-hmm. book. uh, if I was going through, like, a family crisis, I wouldn't be – I don't think I'm the person that would be saying, like, you know, I'm going through a family crisis right now, even though there are some people that do that, and, and they receive a lot of feeling from it. So I think that wherever you are in your sharing field is great. Um, in terms of my journey through it, I think that I started seeing people do it, not many, but enough to leave an mm-hmm. impact. And I was like, yeah. this is this is curious, you know, this is interesting because these this is like really cool and, and these yeah. things are impacting me in a certain way. These are stories that I'm sure that everyone kind of has but few are sharing. Mm-hmm. Um so I remember one time there was someone who I admired, and she basically said, like, I'm offering this random offering because I have this – I mean, she said this a little more articulately, but she was like, I'm offering this random offering uh, because I unexpectedly got a bill, you know, that I wasn't expecting <laughs> to pay, right? And I was like, holy moly. It's like really sharing the truth there, right? How weird is that? Right? How weird is that, right? And I was like, wow, like, that is so cool that yeah. you did that. Like, wow. Yeah. You know, and, and look, I think there's different lines. I think you need to be okay with sharing. And um, 
but I find sharing to be super healing uh, to the degree that you feel comfortable doing it. Uh, so I think for me, it was it was gradual. I kind of started testing the waters of yeah. what am I comfortable sharing and why am I sharing it, right? Because uh, one thing that I'm really big on is it often doesn't serve me or other people to share things while I'm in the midst mm-hmm. of the storm. Mm-hmm. I know one person once said to me, you know, share once the storm has passed. Yeah. Because then you can kind of get right. some more insight yeah. from yeah. kids and you can – yeah, and it's not as raw, and, and you're not in it. You can kind of be more of the observer than the experiencer. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and, and that lends itself to allowing you to be more of a teacher than, like, just another person freaking out. Mm-hmm. So I think that, um, for example, the reason I started my first business was because, or not the reason, but one of the, one of the factors that contributed to, to it was that I had become agoraphobic, which is when you get really scared. Oh, wow. Okay. When it happens. Yeah, um, this is when I was 24, and I was really scared of leaving the house, so I went to Pennsylvania um, to stay with my mom for a month. I was living in New York City at the time, and I organized a house. For years, I didn't share that story. I just said, you know, I hadn't gotten a job yet. I was freelance writing. Oh. I was with my mom. I organized a house because I carried so much shame around yeah. being agoraphobic. And also, you know, nine years ago, it wasn't as... Right. It was a different world, but yeah. It was, mm-hmm. It's a bit of a different world. We weren't as sherry as we are now uh, mm-hmm. about this stuff, you know, about debt, about depression, about right. anxiety, right. about conflict, all that stuff. So for years, like really years, maybe at least five, six, seven years, I didn't share that story. Mm-hmm. Now it's part of like, you know, my like intro email when, mm-hmm. when people sign up. I tell people about that. So, you know, things, but, but I, but I, I just, I want to share that because I want people to know if you have a story like that that you don't yet feel comfortable sharing, that, like, that's totally okay. I've been there, you know, like, and and, and I, I I wouldn't want anyone to shame themselves more mm-hmm. right. for the shame they're not willing to reveal. Do you know what I mean? So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because you say, I'm really not that much of an open book, yet it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel, you know, from a consumer, from watching you, it doesn't feel like, that chick is holding back. You know what I mean? It feels just like, cool, I know that about you. I saw your pictures. And so so it's an interesting um, observation that even though you were like, no, I'm not as open, but you're open enough that pe- that you're relatable yeah. and can, you know, and, and so there's the dance with that. So, um, and it's a continuum, and I love how you shared um, it just gets easier, and you'll you'll find you you'll kind of find your voice and your vibe. So, let's talk to, like in the beginning, if somebody were thinking of starting, you know, because like yeah, I want to do my tribe, I want to find the community. How do you do that? How do you position it? How do you? Um, and I know you ha- I know you have a free ebook where you're going to share. You're going to give us this stuff, but um, give a few tips on how to decide how to create your community. Yeah, I mean, so I think the, the biggest and most important part, which might sound kind of like, okay, this is a little oversimplistic, is really deciding to do it and to ask yourself, why am I doing it? Okay. Just simply just doing it because it's a business strategy that you're like, oh, I saw that work for this person or that person or this person, and it seems like it works really well, so I mm-hmm. want to do it too. I would, I would invite you to rethink that decision. <laughs> it's a lot of work, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it is a lot of work. I mean, and I'll say, you know, myself, look, I see people doing webinars, 
And they're like, webinars are, are blowing up their business. And I'm like, ooh, should I do a webinar? But then I like feel into my body and I'm like, I don't want to do a webinar. That's so yucky. Like, I think right now, it's not really what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. So, so to really ask yourself, and the reason it's important to ask yourself this is because there's going to be bumps in the road at some point, right? Like, something's going to happen. Not horrible, but like, there's going to be bumps. There's going to be frustrations, doubts. Yeah. overwhelms, challenges, whatever it is. And you need to be excited and energized and um, like aligned with it enough to, to roll through that. If you're just doing this because you're like, oh, it's a way to get clients and make money, when you get those bumps, it's going to be a lot harder to, mm-hmm. to move through those periods. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, I really encourage people to ask yourself, like, why are you doing this? Right. And okay. if a Facebook group speaks to you, amazing. And if it doesn't, that's perfect. There are plenty of other mm-hmm. avenues to take and seek those out and, and choose one that really jazzes you up. So I just really like to preface that because it's not for everyone. I don't, and I think anyone that tells people that, like, any one tool is for yeah. everyone yeah. Is, is misleading mm-hmm. uh, because we're all different. We're, we're all human right. beings, different human beings with different, uh, you know, likes and dislikes and, and all that stuff. So the second thing you think about once you're like, okay, yeah, no, I definitely want a Facebook group and I want it beyond the reasons of just getting clients, making money, because that energy will be felt. Mm-hmm. Then just start thinking about who is this group for? What's going to happen in this group? How can I help people? What do I want people to get from being in this group? Really kind of just do a brain dump of like, how do I envision this group functioning? Uh, who's it for? What are the benefits? What are the features? Kind of like what you do with a business. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so that's the first thing. Strategize. Yeah. Okay. Strategize. Exactly. Uh, and then you might want to think about, like, are certain things going to happen on certain days? You know, some people have, like, theme days. Uh, maybe start going through uh, your current favorite Facebook groups and, and just be the observer and see, like, oh, what happens in this group? And, and instead of looking at it from the place of a participant, look at it from the place of, like, a scientist. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, this happens and that happens and this seems to work and I like this and I don't like that and, and start kind of getting inspired by that. Then you want to also think about what are the rules about my group? Maybe your group has rules. Maybe they don't. Maybe the rules are minimal. Maybe they're uh, really detailed. You know, it, again, it depends. And if you need inspiration and guidance around that, I would also look into other Facebook groups that you're a part of and ask yourself, like, you know, look at those rules and be like, this rule jazzes with me, this one not so mm-hmm. much, like, and, and take it, take and choose based on that. So that's really the first step of really, for, you know, before you invite anyone, before you tell anyone about it, for you yourself to say, like, why am I creating this and who is it for, how am I like helping that. them, yeah. what are the boundaries of this group, um, because you need to be clear, and, and look, that can also change as time this goes on, it's changed for us, but you need to be clear about what works for you before you start bringing in other noise from the outside. Mm, I like that. Are there any things, um, you know, for, like things to look out for? Because I think what well, you're, you didn't use the word, but basically you, you created a container, right? Like here's here's how we're going to play. Welcome to my house. Here's, you can help yourself with the refrigerator, but you're not going to be sleeping in my bed. You know what I mean? Like you're having the rules and the container and what's going to happen and the vibe and the feel. Are there any things that, any things, anything that you would say, Pay particular attention to this because this is where it could go really wrong, or this will get you tripped up. Mm, that's a great question. Um, huh. Um, I think that you know, be open to the lesson. 
I don't think that there's one particular mm. thing like. Okay. I, I think I think that in terms of the, the, the big thing to, would be the first thing that I talked about. Like, why are you actually starting with yeah. The only other thing that really comes to mind, you know, a lot of times people are like, they want really fast results, which I guess right. we all do, right? We live in a, a world of, of immediate gratification. And um, sometimes people will be like, why isn't my group more engaged? And there can be lots of different reasons why that's happening. But one of them is uh, that you actually aren't as engaged as, mm. as you know, yeah. that you should be, but, like, you should be considering how much you want everyone else to be. So, uh, and, and that goes back to why are you starting it in the first place, right? So I, I must say, like, I have quite an expensive to-do list every day, but never in my to-do list does it say go into my Facebook group. Never. It's never said that. Because I think when you do things organic, just like nothing, um, just like it doesn't say brush my teeth on my yeah. to-do list and it doesn't say, like, wash my face. You got that one covered, yeah. Because, like, mm-hmm. right, because when some stuff is so, you know, such a such an integral part of your daily routine, you you don't need to remind yourself. It doesn't need to be like a checklist anymore. So and look at it. If it is part of your checklist, that's fine too. But but to really think about, you know, how excited am I am I about this? Because your community will only be as active, engaged, excited and present as you are. And they won't even be that engaged, excited and present. But like they will certainly not be more excited, engaged and present <laughs> than you are. And I think sometimes or at least not at first. Right? Like, at this point, perhaps people are, you know, even, perhaps more engaged than I am. But, mm-hmm. like, we've had the group for, I don't know, almost a year and a half. There's 8,200 people in it. So, sure, but, but if we're talking about, like, day one, day two, month one, month two, there there's no reason why you should necessarily expect your community to be really wildly engaged, mm-hmm. especially right. if you yourself are not right. wildly engaged. I love that. I love that, you know, you can't just go, come on, you weirdos, why are you not connecting? You know what I mean? When you're like, well, check yourself. Check yourself to see if you're connected. So that's, I think that's super important. Lesson number one, how engaged are you? Because it's a huge commitment. And I find in my my communities as well, it's just like, you know, if I'm traveling or if I'm like, eh, crap, they're not talking to each other. You know what I mean? And there is a certain point where the community takes kind of a life of its own, which is, you know, you don't have to be as, as generative because the community is posting a lot as well. But what other tips would you have to engage people beyond, you know, like, oh, you, know, you make a post, so you hope people respond? Like, what what else would you say to keep them engaged after you check on yourself? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's just a matter of consistency in general, right? Um, but a few things to think about. The first thing is the concept of what I like to call go first. So, this is kind of aligns with what we were talking about before. Sometimes you'll ask the question to your community, but it'll be a bit of like a heavier question, a deeper question, and no one really likes going first. This is like a life thing, right? If you're on like a call, no one likes to like unmute themselves first. Mm-hmm. This is like mm-hmm. very, very normal. So basically, if you're going to ask your community, for example, to share an embarrassing story, the way to get them to do that is by first saying, let me tell you about an embarrassing story yeah. that I experienced. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, and then, you know, invite, number one, people will be like, ooh, she's sharing an embarrassing story. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so, and the second thing is that then people will be more inspired to, to share their own. So that's the whole concept of going first. 
Um, something else to think about are just really simple and easy basic questions. So like some winning questions or where do you live? This one's a winner because it's super easy. It's super fast. No one needs to think about like, where do I live? I'm not sure where I live. How much time do I have to share about where I live? You know, and it's just a really great community engagement. Another kind of uh, question, which is great because it, uh, it, I mean, it's great for a lot of reasons, and there's different variations of it. It's something along the lines of, in five words or less, what do you teach? Or perhaps ah, in eight words or less, what do you desire? Yeah, and the reason nice. that question is great is because it invites people to talk about themselves, which they like to do, but it also gives them a word cap. And yeah. sometimes when people don't have word caps, they're like, yeah, no, I can tell you what I desire, or I can tell you what I do, but, like, how much time do you have? And people are like, I don't have time to do this, you know, but if people are like, oh, okay, like, I only need to give you five words. I'm only allowed to give you five words. I'm only allowed to give you eight words. Suddenly it becomes really doable, and it's a great kind of, like, not that I want to kind of make it into this, like, networking event, but if you take that question, you know, in five words or less, what do you teach, then suddenly people are like, oh, my God, I need you, or oh, my God, that's so cool. Like, I I know someone who needs you, or, Mm -hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. So those are two really winning questions. Uh, The questions to just ask yourself really basically are, are you asking simple questions? Are you asking, like, really abstract, like, questions that are you're not really even sure what the question is? Mm. Uh, and also, how much time are you asking of people to give of themselves to answer? Right. And right. also, are you, do you have a call to action? Sometimes you're not, sometimes there isn't a question. Sometimes you share a story, but then there's nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So like, and people are like, well, why did you respond? Why did people respond to me? Well, because you positioned your post as a television show as opposed to a conversation. And when mm-hmm. people wanted a television show, people are just watching. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's like, I mean, unless it's like a football game, maybe no one really talks yeah, about it. Yeah, they're like, huh, that was great. Thank you for that entertainment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So maybe they'll like it. But, like, what's, the, you know, like, that's not engagement. Liking is not true engagement. I mean, it's, it's a part of engagement, but engagement is like a comment. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. That's great. So what are, like, the top three mistakes that you see people making in Facebook groups? Uh, the top three mistakes would be uh, not following the rules, not finding the rules, not following the rules, not respecting the rules. The reason this is a no-no is because people, you know, will often join groups because of the community. Oh, I've heard this community is so big, it's so engaged, it's so awesome. But the thing is that, like, people forget that the gatekeeper is the leader. Mm-hmm. So if you don't follow the leader's rules, then you go bye-bye. <laughs> so, so I think that's like a big no-no, that people just don't kind of respect the rules. So that's a big no-no. The second thing is I think blatantly promoting something mm-hmm. that you're selling is kind of a no-no, even when it's allowed, simply because, like, that's not the way people work best. People work best when you first give them an opportunity, as I was saying before, to, like, you know, experience something for free. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that when, I mean, and I've done this myself, I can share from my own experience, it's not very effective when you just say, hey, I have this program, do you want it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, check it out here or, you know, whatever it might be. So I think that that also is, is something. Um, and the third one, hmm, let me see if I can think of a third one. I mean, those are my two biggest ones, I would say. The third one, I'm not sure, but I'll let you know if it comes to me. Well, you know, I can, I can tell you one is that I think in terms of your leader, um, if somebody is breaking the rules, you got to confront that. 
And sometimes, you know, as women, maybe we are like, oh, I don't want to, you know what I mean? And, and I've seen that, that could be kind of messy. And so you as the gatekeeper and, you know, hey, this is, this is my party, this is my house, kind of, you got to enforce the rules. And so, you know, how do you get okay with the private message going, hey, by the way, I'm going to, I'm going to take this post down because this is not, you know what I mean? You can't overlook that because if you have really messy boundaries, there goes your community. So. Yeah, I mean, I would totally agree with that. Nice. Well, nice. important. I'm into them. <laughs> I hear you. I, well, because there's nothing worse than, you know, you go in a Facebook group and it's just promotion, promotion. Ugh. I mean, people just check out. It's like, oh, God, come on. You know, so it's really, it's really nice. And I, I love that you, I love the strategy piece of it because I know there's a lot of mentors now saying just start a Facebook group. But I, I really like how you kind of took us through the think about this, think about this, make this decision. And I know you have got a really awesome gift that you're gonna you're gonna share. So why don't you talk about that? Sure. So I started a uh, basically a little bit after I created the group. People started asking me, you know, tell me more, tell me more. So I created a list of um, ten things that I did to help me create a super engaged group that basically I get all of my clients from. I connect with all of my clients in this group. So that is, you can go to jordanajaffe.com and find in the box, or you can go to jordanajaffe.com uh, forward slash guest to find out a bit more. Awesome. Really nice. So make sure you grab that. It's really good. It's a, it's a really nice. Uh, and again, a lot of success is modeling what people are doing right, you know. So so if you're interested in getting a Facebook group started, grab Jordana's gift and look at how she does it. Look at the welcome email. Look at the, hey, let me get to know you. Hey, you know what I mean? Watch the flow. Watch the – I was really impressed, Jordana, because you have us engaged from the jump street. Boom. It's not like, oh, in three weeks I get something, something from you. You know what I mean? And so so the, the container, the way you hold people is really excellent. And so, again, model what – Jordana's doing. She's like really powerful with his teaching. So, well, thank you. And I, do you have any other, like, is there last minute, you know, nugget or something that would be like, ah, I've got to tell you this too. Anything else you want to share before we wrap up? I really would just invite you again to really get clear. I, I just keep being pulled back to this to really get clear on why you're starting it. Because mm-hmm. the reason why you start something ultimately determines, I believe, the success of it. But what if somebody says, I, I want I want clients? Is that okay? Is that an okay reason to start it? If that's the only reason why you're starting your Facebook group, I wouldn't start it. Really? Okay. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't because because um, because it'll be felt. I, I mean, I would want them to start a Facebook group because, like, they're excited. They, they like, number one, they like hanging out in Facebook groups. They like the platform of Facebook mm-hmm. groups. They like connecting with people. They like connecting people with other people. They like the idea of engaging people. Sure, yeah, of course you want to get clients. I want to get clients too. We have businesses. Mm-hmm, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? This isn't like, but if if you don't feel any excitement around Facebook groups and it's simply to get clients, yeah. then it's not going to work. And I think I think people will know that. I think people will know that because it's that feeling of like, oh yeah, that platform could work, but the idea of doing it is like so unappealing to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I love that you said that because I know a lot of mentors are sharing this. And so I, I like you, I like the, like, being integrity. You know, you're not going to just use it as a marketing strategy. You, you've got to put yourself into it and your heart into it and your your personality into it. So, so, jordanajaffe.com forward slash gift. And um, we are delighted to have you here. I'm sure folks are going to really appreciate what you 
taught. And so thank you. Thank you so much for showing up. I love that you came today and shared yourself. And this is Teresa with the Happy Business Show, and I would love you to tell us, what, what's your big takeaway? So leave a comment on the blog or on iTunes. I want to hear what your big takeaway is and what you're going to do as a result. Alrighty, much love. Many blessings. Bye now. You've been listening to the Happy Business Show with Therese Skelly. Join us next time and invite your friends to join us at thehappybusinessshow.com. Visit thehappybusinessshow.com and get Therese's five-part video series, Eliminating Money Blocks. Thanks for tuning in. 